Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audiblepodcast.com slash sorgatronmedia. Over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod, iPhone, or MP3 player. And now, a word from Mr. Money in the Bank, The Miz. You are missing one of the greatest times of all time at San Diego Comic-Con. I'm standing here with a guy, probably Mike, who has a shirt that says, this is what awesome looks like. I beg to differ. I like to look in the mirror and think that is what awesome looks like. However, you know, some people are different. Maybe we needed your opinion. Obviously, you're not here, so, you know, let Mike know and he'll let me know. Game over. Bye. Wrestling Mayhem Show dot com. It's the best day of the week. Today is the day that you have chosen to listen to the Wrestling Mayhem Show. This is DJ Lunchbox putting it the fuck down for you. Let's fucking do this. Monday night, you know it must be raw Leaders being a whore and not wearing a bra Seen his damn belt still spinning around his waist I can ship at a rhyme so what comes out of his face Tuesday night and it's EC Dub Michael Q. Knoxville, join the club If you sick of the shit, scream out Boo boo, this ain't EC Dub and we can tell that too Wednesday night, ROH on DVD The best wrestling on the planet to the nth degree Joe Damon's delirious, Daniel sitting Kimikaze, homicide, the rock wild Saying cancer, Kobashi Thursday night, TNA on Spike Russo's poking so that means I'm puking blood tonight Shut up and show me the damn X division and get SoCal balance my line and vision. Friday night SmackDown, this is all life. Kicking back, watching wrestling every night. Kenny, Boogeyman, Helms, Hardy, Guerrero, London, Kendrick, and Steelers show. RWF Scion in the weekly features. You're a student, we are the teachers. Shout out to Jimbo's crew and the D's. Putting it down for a bit with the grace of ease. So, guys, Wrestling Mayhem Show 229. We got a special word at the beginning there. Uh, joining me as always, well, it's a little bit of a mix-up this week. That's the wrong button. But uh, on the right button over there on the left, fresh from San Diego, do you see that tan? Or is it all gone away because of the the, the smog of New York City? Mad Mike is joining us. <laughs> Dashing Mad Mike. Oh, no. What else did you pick up from San Diego? You did pick up a really cool voicemail there. The Miz joining us. Now, there's a little more to that. That You can find that somewhere else on the internet, too, right? Uh, yes, there is. Uh, actually, at WWE.com, there is a video of uh, WWE at Comic-Con. And right at the very end, like about a minute and a half into the video, you see The Miz leaving that very message mm-hmm. on my phone. <laughs> Fantastic. If you listen to, of course, you just listen to that, you go over the video, you're going to see that. And of course, right there from a whole new angle, he's experimenting with the backdrop is, uh, is the Wrestle fan. How you doing? Really good. I like new angles. <laughs> new angles are fun. It actually looks you know, like, you know who else likes new angles, Wrestle fan? <laughs> no. Hey, <laughs> your no. mother does. <laughs> uh, I realize that that's the reason for his, uh, scenery changes. He's hoping that his mom doesn't randomly appear in the background. Exactly. No more cameos unless she's looking out the window. Um, also with us tonight, he just joined us on the Awesome Cast, the school's on some photography. He joins us here on the Wrestling Mayhem Show, and he has a message for you about midget porn, Chris Maverick. <laughs> Hello. Hi, everybody. Again, we did this on the last one, but for the audio listeners, what the hell is on your t-shirt? Uh, okay, so my shirt actually says, watch midget porn, it makes you look huge. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think that means he's call it, he's saying the Hot Wheels has a small penis. 
Oh, and that's a that, no comment. That's the kind of night we're having. Of course, we're going to be joined a little bit. We're scheduled to be uh, talking to Joe Dombrowski. We're going to be asking him about Resolution Three up in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, his working with Jim Cornette on the Last Ring of Honor pay per view, uh, and about the Dream Machine vest. Dream Machine, the legend, the Pittsburgh huh? legend. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, of course, if you guys want to follow us, if you stumble on us by accident, because that's the only way you can find us, I'm sure. Uh, WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Twitter us at MayhemShow, uh, where we got a link to that video we just talked about a little uh, with the Miz on there. And of course, you can drop a line to us at 412-206-WMS0. That is the Mayhem hotline. Put it on your phone so when you're drunk, you can remember. Um, <laughs> also, you can hit us up. Good times. WrestlingMayhemShow.com and uh, and if you just want to have that in a nice handy package if you got an iPhone, we got the iPhone app WMS Gold, look it up on the iTunes store it's only $1.99 you get special gold video content uh, before and after the show, whatever extra stuff we have on there, I think we're going to have some friends dancing this week uh, that were not in the studio. Uh, some exciting stuff. Uh, side side note, uh, speaking of that, go check out birdseyeview.com. Myself and the Silent Ninja are on there uh, talking with Hutch and Shell and, and whoever else happened across the studio. The Silent Ninja spoke. <laughs> oh, my God. And it wasn't a little small voice or in a Restalicious <laughs> rap. It was amazing. So. Wow. Go check that out, birdseyeview.com. I believe it's episode 93 off the top of my head, of course. Um, and, of course, I got all that stuff linked over on wrestlingmayhemshow.com. So, of course, you notice somebody's missing. DJLB is under the weather, or he got kidnapped by penguins. I'm not sure. But to clear it up, off-camera is our intern to read his email. That's your cue. <laughs> intern, that's your cue. Oh, oh wait, that's that's me? We'll teach her about podcasting soon enough. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm I'm reading. I'm I'm standing in for for Will Lunchbox this week. Yes. Who, who the fuck is Will? <laughs> I never know who this guy is. <laughs> Evening, folks. Papa Lunchbox here. My apologies that I cannot be there live, but I seem to have a mo Mongolian death worm moving about all up in me. Insert WrestleFans mother jokes here. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know Mike was Mongolian. What? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's not Mongolian. <laughs> Somebody else. Wow. Okay. Well, Anyways. I'm here. Wow. Best wow. WrestleFan. I'm asleep right now. Not so good case. Throwing up something that looks like the aftermath of a Necro Butcher match. <laughs> Half-naked Mickey uh, Rourke, maybe? Wow. <laughs> but I wanted to leave you with a thought or two for the night. First thought of DJ Lunchbox. Seems now that Jericho is back to nipping at Cena's heels. No pun. Born is bad to being back to being that little guy who sells really well. I hope I'm wrong, but last night was a grim indication. Hmm. Yeah, it seemed like Bourne was getting this huge push on Raw, you know, the past couple of weeks, and now he was kind of like a tweener, almost. He's huh? like a tweener. He's part of the job squad. <laughs> Speaking of the Seidel boys, how much, or how, much love to the star-covered Mike Seidel. Concussions suck. Feel better soon, little guy. Yeah, I heard that uh, he had a few staples, and I think Grizzly Redwood, I don't know if he was in the same match 
Uh, also came away with a few staples from that. I got the. We'll come back to that on the news a little bit. I think I have a few notes on that. So. Was it just me, or was Raw pretty decent last night? No. Could have been me it, or the Nyquil. Oh, lunchbox! <laughs> Fight you the Nyquil. Your, you and your Nyquil. Fight the Nyquil. <laughs> CMG, Stone Cold is GM, and he's joining DX. Still the 90s. Huh. Stone Cold! Stone Cold! Stone Cold! <laughs> yeah, I don't get where they're going out with this whole thing. Yeah, I have no well, idea. Well, just... they were in San Antonio, so there was Shawn Michaels was the thing. It's uh, really bad. Did okay. anybody notice last week when uh, you could see the paper sitting on the laptop? <laughs> that was pretty fantastic. Some high production. Oh, there. you you haven't noticed that every single week? I no no. I only noticed once. I I, I tried oh. to look for it this week. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I just let it slide. I'm like, all right, fine. We know that computer really doesn't work. <laughs> I, I think Michael Cole was the GM. I'm. He's, he's just smart surprised. enough to realize that every Michael Cole realizes that every general manager that you've ever had. Um, every general manager, every president is always the person who gets beat up. So what he did is he came up with this concept where, you know, he just pretends that he's reading whatever he has to say off of, off of the computer. That way, you know, no one ever actually knows to come and beat him up because, you know, um, he, he learned a lesson from Heidenreich. Wow. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but in the meantime, uh, we get people, people to boo a laptop. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I actually heard, I think someone's like cell phone went off like, uh, uh, like earlier this week, I was at, I was at some place. I thought the raw, I thought I was watching raw for a second. <laughs> well, that's the iPhone chime. It's a, you know it's... what I think it is. I think Vince McMahon just wants to turn Steve Jobs into a heel. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. <laughs> nice. if Steve Jobs is on some week. I don't think I, I don't think Steve Jobs is a wrestle fan, wrestling fan. Well, he's not. Well, he's not fan. a wrestle fan either. <laughs> I am not Steve Jobs. No. He's uh, but but you know, if he was, maybe uh, see if there's a Twitter name out there for WrestleFan 1984. Ah. <laughs> or how about how about I WrestleFan? I WrestleFan. I Wrestle. Oh, put I. I fan. Oh no. I fan. Wrestle I fan. Okay, let's get off. Let's get off okay. this. What, some more email, please. More email. I like the mess that is the Raw SS team. When faces fight, everybody wins. Edge and Jeratron notwithstanding. Jeratron. <laughs> I don't have obscenely expensive Jeratron. Oh jeez. <laughs> I don't have the hatred for Seamus that I once did. Now is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? I don't know, but I saw the. I think that's uh, the Nyquil. Seamus, <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. Nyquil. Seamus came out for uh, his part on Raw, or whatever, and someone had the sign of uh, what's that one Muppet? The one with the slend- like the slender head with the uh, orange uh, speaker. Beaker. That's the yeah. that's the Beaker must die chance they were talking about in the chat. Ah, <laughs> makes sense now. There we go. Also from the chat from Riz, I raffle fan. Well, um, qu- something quick from Comic Con that I learned. Hey, hey, hey! Still, still on the email. I, it's it's, fine, it's on topic. We're all about offshoots here. <laughs> it's on topic of Seamus and his paleness. Seamus was at Comic Con. No, but <laughs> his saw a giant they did. His palace came by itself. I actually did see a very sexy giant jar of mayonnaise, but that's not where I'm going with this. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Ooh. Whoa. What does that even mean? Wrestle uh... <laughs> fan, I'll tell you when you're older. Anyway, uh, they debuted Seamus' action figure, and the guys in Mattel did not physically 
have a color in their entire palette for Seamus's skin color and had to make one. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> That's dedication from from the guys that made He-Man. Thank you. <laughs> He-Man. Oh, wow. I hate He-Man! <laughs> Alright, finish that off, Missy. That's what she said? Oh. Uh, <laughs> That's how Dad did it. CM Punk, get the mask back. Well, folks, that's what I got for Yins this week. If I take a turn for the worse, I want my final meal to be Jamie... Okay, <laughs> how do you pronounce that? Wait, Jamie, Jamie Keys? What? Keys, Jamie Keys. Okay, that's... Alright. She's the uh, NXT girl. Oh. oh okay. okay. I'm surprised it wasn't Awesome Kong. Mmm. I'd be a, <laughs> I, 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 I would stick with that. I'm not going to go. Where yeah, I, I heard, anyway, I heard anyway. where you were going with that. All right, we'll start the, I want my final meal to be Jamie Keys. Have her oiled and brought to my chambers. Actually, <laughs> let's do that anyway. I'm feeling better already. <laughs> there you go. Oh, lunchbox. Um, him in his chambers. <laughs> Here's one real quick from Sean Burkhead. Uh, that came in earlier today. Uh, good evening, WMS peeps. Just got down, done listening to last week's show and thought I would respond to some things. I do believe that Double J only owns about 10% of TNA. He's got to have something. He's a founder, you know. He owns stock in Panda Energy, probably. <laughs> so uh, I agree with Mad Mike about uh, TNA production. TNA, for the love of God, get your hand on the off the Zoom button. I think it was two weeks ago that they had a major Zoom fit in the Hardy Jeff Hardy versus Mr. Anderson promo. I haven't noticed this. I didn't. I didn't see it either. But um, I also agree that although you know my day work, I'm probably uh, I'm probably immune to camera gaps at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also agree with TNA uh, suffers from the shiny ball syndrome. They need to go back to uh, what works. Uh, more in-ring action, less backstage. But yes, a strong women's division and exhibition. That's the thing, though. I think TNA doesn't know what works because their numbers haven't gone up any. Yeah. So they're trying anything to get a spike to, you know, well, no pun intended. I think, I think they should stop looking at their TV ratings and start looking at their pay-per-view buys. But that's all that anybody's looked at for the past uh, 13 years. Yeah, because the, the Monday the... Night Wars made it about the ratings. The TV yeah. ratings are not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Even Raw has been fairly consistent from three one to three six over the past like what four years. The mm-hmm. TV ratings aren't going to go anywhere. It's the pay per view buys that they really should be looking at. Mm-hmm. When they were actually selling pay per views, that's when they had a lot more wrestling, a better tag team division, a more consistent storyline basis. But isn't that now, all speculation? Their, their ratings are their pay per view buys are in the shitter. Now, what is yeah. this? I keep hearing about this 8,000 buys, supposedly. Where did this come from? Because last I knew, they weren't releasing those kinds of numbers for TNA pay-per-views. I uh, don't know. I just heard it on the internet. Because <laughs> everything's true on the internet. No, everything, everything, everything regarding TNA and how many people actually watch TNA and buy pay-per-views is all speculation. I mean, I I would believe they when they, we were hearing 50,000, 60,000 for numbers, but you know, I, I'm not I'm not using that as, as a point until I see numbers from uh, an official source on that. Uh, lastly, TNA, stop breaking the fourth wall down. Well, I'm stepping off down from my uh, soapbox now. Have a great show. P.S. I was wondering if you guys are doing fantasy football this year. I would I wouldn't mind want, matching my wits with the WMS Nation. Uh, Mad Mike, oh. you you uh, helmed that last week and you got a big smile on your face. <laughs> are you going to be setting that up for us again this year? 
yes, I will be doing fantasy football again this year. Fantastic. Uh, hopefully we can expand our trash talk- talking uh, roster because that, that was a great source for emails. Oh my god, the fantasy football was so much fun, and it's going—it's only going to be better now that T.O. and Chad Ochocinco are on the same fucking team. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Who wants to take the next uh, voicemail? Or, uh, fan uh, mail? I'll take the Riz mail, because I don't think I can take the Wolf mail, because there's, wait, there's some dirty wait, words there's in there. there's a Wolf mail? There yeah, is a Wolf mail. mail. Oh, yeah, it just came in. Mail? It just came in. I think. I think. Oh, Wolf mail. I see it. Mike, you can take the wolf mail because there's I some words the in there I don't mail. think I can say. I know there young. are words in here you can't even say. And I, haven't, I haven't read it yet. Uh, <laughs> WMS. All right, hurry up. We got a guest coming up. Riz. WMS. Note to prospective crit- critiquers, I love you all. Anyways, <laughs> I am back from vacation. And let me say, the fact that they are hinting so much of the Miz cashing in his money in the bank, I began thinking and hearing out on this, that the leader of the Nexus is the Miz. Let's count the way... This, let's count the ways this is a possibility. One, he was a pro on the first season of NXT. Yep. Two, his rookie, ha- as you know, is not in Nexus anymore. Tygate 2010. <laughs> and three, Michael Cole is calling him on all his coaching metaphors, Pete Rose, Vince Lombardi, etc. Why not have him coach the Nexus? Well, until next time, it's your suntan Superman. What? <laughs> and not, <laughs> not the Riz. Riz. Yeah, uh, the Not The Riz, he, uh, apparently we had an iTunes comment from Not The Riz, so. Okay, uh, then. Uh, you know, that's interesting, because, yeah, Cole has been, like, up his ass, uh, as far as supporting the Miz, and considering the, the NXT history, I think it's a pretty good theory. Which is kind of, it's kind of stupid what Cole says about him, because not only did Miz's rookie not even win NXT, his rookie was technically the first to be eliminated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that doesn't need to make sense for them to decide to do it. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, Mad Mike, uh, go ahead and check that last one. And <laughs> remember Christ, our safe I'm word. I'm just skimming this now. Okay. <laughs> remember Good. our safe word. Okay, Good first of all, e- I have to mention, uh, uh, damn may, you may have Missy dropped the, dropped the naughty word last week, I realized. Yeah, she did. <laughs> So, uh, go ahead. We're not getting sponsors anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Good evening, Wrestling Mayhem crew. It's been a while since the wolf has been around. I want to apologize, but the computer has finally been fixed, and my love life is on an all-time high. Before I continue, I would like to say, Fuck yeah, Miami. LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade on the same team. Whatever. Fuck the world and Ooh. eat an AIDS dick, Kobe Bryant. Nobody cares about basketball. AIDS oh, that's dick. what you're talking about? I'm from Cleveland, so. Ooh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> on so many levels, I'm sorry. I'm sorry yeah. you're from Cleveland. But yeah. let's move away from that off-topic shit and back to what I do best. Before I catch hell for this email, hear me out. This week in wrestling was great. <laughs> On TNA, the ECW speech was amazing. True. Motor City vs. Beer Money was perfect, and Kevin Nash's anti-Jarrett promo was cool. Eh. Fuck you, Jeff. <laughs> On, <laughs> On SmackDown, the two oh, no, out of no, three actually, falls. Uh, that was pretty cool, because he basically uh, went in there and was like, uh, Jarrett, you're a selfish prick. Yeah. Game over. Tur- turd in the punch bowl. Turd in the punch bowl. <laughs> We're going to use that, like, quote from now on about anything. Oh, Silver Fox. (laughs) 
on SmackDown, <laughs> the two out of three falls match was great, and Kane was fucking awesome. I didn't watch SmackDown this week. <laughs> I, I saw I his speech at the beginning, and that was it. But apparently, Kane was fucking awesome <laughs> on Raw. The Nexus match was good. Jericho code breaking Cena was gold. Mm-hmm. Oh, Edge spearing the Great Idiot and Alicia attacking Lily White Jillian was funny. I really <laughs> had no room to talk shit and rant, but being on the internet gave me an epiphany. I understand that wrestling today is different than when we were growing up, but when did it become the norm for assholes to use the term to use terms from the wrestling business as if they work in the fucking business? But what the fuck, internet wrestling fans? Who the fuck cares about you? First of all, most of the internet do not buy tickets to WWE or buy WWE products, so fuck off. Nice. uh, Interesting story about that. He actually is kind of right, because I am missing SmackDown in my town tonight. You're missing SmackDown to be on the Mayhem show? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, That's but you go to WWE. Fan. I will not make fun of your mother for five whole minutes. I mean, we're we're we all go <laughs> yeah, to WWE shows. We all go to WWE, you know, pay per views and stuff. Where we, I mean, you know, we we put money in the WWE. You know, we're we're, we're fans of WWE and not just their detractors. You know, I actually I actually take money from WWE. Well, that's another case. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the wolf goes on. Jeez. Uh, well, we, well, well, actually, if, while we're there, we do have a, a, a wrestler with us. Mav, what do you think about like internet uh, marks using the terminology uh, out there? It, I, I'm, I'm kind of torn by it. Um, mm-hmm. Back like years ago, it was weird and it was bad, and mm-hmm. you, um, you you'd end up with people um, saying stuff that that you know your casual wrestling fan just didn't understand, mm-hmm. but. It, it, it's a different time. It's 2010. You know, there, you don't have, you don't, it's not 1980 anymore. And I think it's just become part of the, you know, part of, part of wrestling culture. I mean, um, Al Snow had a job squad, you know, and that was 15 years ago. And, <laughs> and <laughs> at, the, so at this point, you know, you can't really be mad at, um, at somebody for, for calling them the job squad or saying, Oh, so-and-so jobbed out because that's, you know, Al Snow had the jobs squad. Uh, the Rock used the term jabroni in every promo he did for, you know, for six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back, Edge and Christian, their gimmick was to expose the business on a weekly basis. They'd come out and they'd use terms like they'd, they'd sit down at the um, announce table and start saying um, things about Run being in. smarts or being or saying kayfabe or, you know, and, and you know, you had just you, it just became accepted. What bothers me is um when some, when people sort of go overboard and the, the weird thing for me is um when people will refer to wrestling characters by their real names um i've had random people it, it, um in in the wrestling business you know i never refer to any of um any of the other wrestlers we, we just don't call each other by our by our real names ever so you know if somebody walks up walks up, up to you and says um, did you see Paul Levesque on TV yesterday? And you'd be like, who the hell is Paul? I have no idea who that is. <laughs> you know, I have to go home and go to Wikipedia to find out that that's Triple H. I have, I have no <laughs> clue. And so, so things like that happen. Um, and, you know, we don't even do that in wrestling. You, you know, I've known, you know, I've, I've known 
Shima Zion, San, um, Super Hentai, like all mm-hmm. the guys in IWC that you know that I trained with or under. I, I don't know their. I mean, I, if I know their real names, I have to think about them. I look at my cell phone. You know, Shima Zion's in my cell phone under the name Shima Zion. That's his name. <laughs> yeah, the big thing. <laughs> you know, it, it just wouldn't occur to me to use his real name ever. The big thing so. that's destroying that for me is like half the people you mentioned I have on Facebook under their real names. So it's like, wait, yeah. oh, oh, that's that's Shima. Oh, oh that's that's Jimmy DeMarco. You know, that's right. the only thing that's kind of throwing that for me right now. But it's their Facebooks, you know. And well, and yeah. and and to give you an example, every time one of them posts something. Mm-hmm. I have to sit there and think about who the hell is. Oh, okay, that you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and that's you know, I I'd, I'd rather I'd rather just keep the illusion there. It makes my life simpler. I, I'm not smart enough to like think of two different worlds all the time. The names are still real to you, damn it! Right? That's right. It's real. It's real to me. Still real to me, damn it! All right, real quick, let's finish this guy off. Okay. <laughs> Great. So you look to me to do that, Sork. Yes. All right. That's okay. I, I touched base with our interview, so. It's all right. So we're back to the wolf insulting internet fans. Yes, and it's the part where he ended with "fuck off." No, I I know where I am, wrestle fan. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Now he lost. All it. right, there Great we go. Way to go. Gmail just completely reset on me. Oh no! It's cool that you have an opinion, but I got, because- I got, I got, I got, I got. <laughs> but. God damn it, Russell fan! You guys what? get along. You seriously. said Gmail crash. And I just have to find my spot again, fucker. <laughs> All right, it's it's cool that you have an opinion, but because you know what's going to happen prior, does not make the show worth does not make your opinion worth more than anyone else's. Be thankful that the WWE acknowledges you, mm-hmm. because you have done more harm to this business than good. I am fucking tired of some four foot jerk from Jersey calling insert random wrestler. A glorified mid-carder who was forced down our throats. Earth to asshole rest, Earth to asshole wrestling is scripted, planned out, fake. Okay? Remember that. So everyone can believe, so be believed as a champion. Now on that same note, now on that note, the same shit you throw at John Cena can be applied to almost all main eventers. Remember The Rock? For a while he was okay in the ring and being overused. Remember Triple H? He was way overused during 2003 until now. Now, I want to clarify that it is okay to feel strongly about something you love unless you live in Cleveland. Get off LeBron's dick and try to remember that your opinion is no higher than X guy. Remember, crappy internet nerds, you guys ruined an Edge and Christian reunion at last year's Royal Rumble. You deserve death, fuckers. Jeez. Nice. <laughs> Thank you, Wrestling Mayhem crew, for allowing to shit on people on a regular weekly basis. I want to truly thank Lunchbots for endorsing my emails and reading them exactly how I'd say it. You must be a nig. I think you're supposed to say ninja there. Ninja. Ninja, (laughs) yes. But alas, this is the end for now. Mike Sorg. Thanks, Sorg. Thanks, Sorg. Thanks, Sorg. Mike. Fetus, NLB, the Don, continue the great show and continue the funny. I'm just down to fetus now, really? Uh, you are okay. just down to fetus. I wasn't reading it right now. I thought it said Festus. So I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, that is the fan mail. Thank you guys 
for getting that in last minute there. I really appreciate it. Um, well, let's go to our interview then. All right, guys, on the line right now, returning to the show once again is a friend of the show and my latest uh, riding mate uh, to all over Pennsylvania, Joe Dombrowski. How you doing? Greetings and or salutations, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. It is a an astute pleasure and honor to be here with you dignified young lads. Excellent, excellent. Now, I, I'm hoping uh, we, we talked about this. Hopefully this becomes an annual thing to have you on and talk about PWO's resolution here. Certainly. So looking forward to that. Um, but so what's going on with PWO? It's been a while since we really uh, talked a lot about it. How How's the Fed been growing? What's been going on with it? Well, it's, it's really uh, as it's been since day one. It's a grassroots movement, uh, you know, one fan at a time, one step at a time. Um, you know, it, the hardest part is, is getting word out there to the mainstream and to those that don't follow independent wrestling. And we've attempted our best to do that, touring around to various towns and communities and cities, uh, from Cleveland to Youngstown and everywhere in between, and... Um, Looking to add some more stops on that schedule in the coming season as well. Uh, had some publicity in the uh, a local Polito newspaper uh, this week. Everybody can check out online right now. I know there's a link to it on the uh, Wrestling Observer site. Uh, and, and this time of year, it's when the past year of hard work and uh, sacrifice and effort all pays off. It's a culmination, and it's called Resolution. Uh, in many ways, a resolution to the past year of, of chaos and rivalries. And this year, will be Sunday afternoon, August 1st, 3 p.m. bell time at the Nautica Pavilion. That's in downtown Cleveland. And uh, special marquee trashes this year. We will have Hacksaw Jim Duggan, legend himself, as well as the ECW original, the man from the Bowery, Raven. He will be there as part of a blockbuster card. Excellent, excellent. Now... You guys, uh, we we talked about before. You guys are, are producing a show on Sport Time, Sports Time Ohio. What's the reach for you guys up there? Um, well, it's every Sunday night, ten o'clock p.m. Sports Time Ohio, which mm-hmm. has been such a great partner for us, and and they've been very supportive. And from what I've heard, our numbers, our ratings have been higher this year than they have in any of our prior seasons. Uh, in Sports Time Ohio. The best thing about it is um, there's really no there's no boundaries to work and go. You can get it anywhere you are all over the country. Uh, we're in over 4 million homes in the state of Ohio and uh, nationwide via satellite, direct TV, dish, network. If you have a premium sports package, uh, chances are you can get or do get Sports Time Ohio. We've had emails from people in, in Texas, in California, in Florida, even people in Canada, even even foreign countries, have called our signal. Uh, so, really, it's something where I don't think even we ourselves get the scope of, of what this is and who can be out there uh, watching. We've heard from people in the wrestling business as well. So, uh, this is something pretty widespread, and the platform is there, and I just hope that we have enough to offer where we can lift off of that platform successfully. Excellent. Now let's talk about this event in the past. Of course, this is usually your big, you know, if you will, your your kind of your WrestleMania of the year for your promotion, uh, or your sure. Bound for Glory if you want to go TNA wise. Uh, but so so uh, you know we've had you've had uh, two big 
shows like this in the past. Uh, what are what are some of the highlights for you? What are, what are some of the crazy stuff that people should maybe check out and kind of can give a taste of what we can expect this year? One of the highlights for me for Resolution every year is the fact that it's it's really more than just a wrestling show. You you have that big event kind of feel because every year you have a, a tremendous atmosphere. It, it's right on the river. It's it's right. Uh, it has an outdoor setting uh, with a, a tarp over top in case there's rain. So you get the best of both worlds there. But you get over a thousand fans, and you know I, I want to say uh, with reasonable conviction. Um, you know, the only live event, wrestling-wise, independent level, uh, in that area, and it can get that crowd consistently every year for resolution, is PWO. And uh, this year, our live music will be presented by a band called Relic, who uh, has performed our official song. And uh, as I said, you get the marquee stars of the past, you get the names of the future. Uh, some moments to stand out for me. Our first resolution, we crowned our first ever heavyweight champion when MDL 20 Matt Cross beat Josh Cohibition. And that was a big personal moment for Matt because that was his first major heavyweight title in his hometown of Cleveland. I remember Johnny Gargano and Gregory Iron in a, in a last man standing match after a, a very personal year-long rivalry that saw Gargano try to end Greg's career. Over 1,000 fans flocked the plane Sorry about that. Such a great moment. Uh, such a great moment watching Greg get to his feet after that match to a standing ovation from 1,034 people. And then you've got Greg the Hammer Valentine. You've got Al Snow, Jim the Anvil Neidhart, uh, King Kong Bundy. All these big stars that have come through the doors uh, that have shown their support for the company. Resolution 2 last year, Josh Prohibition's retirement match against Johnny Gargano. 28-minute classic. Uh, easily in the top three matches I've ever called anywhere in my career uh, was Gargano and Prohibition. He had the dumpster match with the Gambinos against Bane and Hobo Joe. Um, you know, the rise of sex appeal, uh, Al Snow and Nate Matson, and so much more. Uh, if you make, it's cliche, but if you make one show every year, it's got to be resolution uh, because you never know what you're going to see. But no matter what happens, you're going to get your money's worth. Excellent. Oh, well, let's talk about a little bit here. Of course, PWO is not the only promotion you've been working with. We talked to you last time while we were out there for the tapings for Ring of Honor on HDNet, of course. Now, uh, you had uh, quite the experience. Well, you, of course, you've been uh, uh, heard a lot on uh, the DVDs as of late in the, in the past few months. And um, recently, you got to call the last big uh ring of honor internet pay-per-view with one jim Cornette, who we all love on this show uh tell us what how was that experiment like um i, I loved it. It, it it was without a doubt uh you know one of the highlights of my career if, if you want to go as far as to to call something like that a career validating performance or moment i guess you could mm -hmm. um you know toronto's always been one of the best uh, cities for wrestling. They've always been very vocal, very opinionated, very passionate. Um, from you know Maple Leaf Wrestling decades ago on to present today, and uh, you know to be there, my first time, it, my first time I dare trek into Canada, uh, the third world country that it is, with its socialized medicine and gun control, it was it was a foreign world for me. I didn't understand it, but I, I braved the elements, and uh, me and Dave Prazak sat ringside. Um, 
in probably over 100 degree temperatures in full dark suits, uh, nice. with, uh, you know, probably close to a thousand, if not more Canadian fans there, uh, just completely raucous with the exception of, of my time in England, possibly I've never heard a crowd louder than that. Um, and I had the pleasure of, of having Jim Cornette sitting with us in the main event, uh, Cornette's a very uh, personable guy, very passionate guy. Um, you know, what you see on, on, on the YinsTube and, and whatnot, uh, is just a small example of, of Mr. Cornette's personality. He's been nothing but uh, but pleasant and polite with me and happy to have me on board, and I'm very happy to be working with him. It, it was a weird moment of clarity for me watching him at Ring of Honor TV do some of the same things I do with PWO and realizing that, Cornette does it a lot calmer than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't always seem right, but uh, Cornette knows his stuff, and and he was very helpful uh, calling the main event. Tyler Black and Davey Richards, uh, and I know, um, you know, he's he's a very opinionated guy, as I said, and uh, helped me out a little bit with the direction of the broadcast and and whatnot. And I hope that I'm, I'm back there live soon to work with him again. Uh, and and I think. That might still be on GoFightLive.tv at Step for Dishonor. Uh, if not, it'll be out soon, courtesy of ROHWrestling.com on DVD. Fantastic. I've been hearing great things. I haven't, I've yet to pick up one of these DVDs yet, but I plan to. There's a picture up there for your video, guys. What's that? Damn your eyes for not buying the DVDs. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, well, actually, WrestleFan on the show here uh, uh, got a chance to get the pay-per-view live, correct? Yeah, I did get to check out the pay-per-view and... Uh... Yeah, definitely uh, really great work. The thing about, uh, just saying, uh, not just because you're on the air, but uh, <laughs> uh, I think with Joe Dombrowski, the thing that uh, I think you provide that's different from any other announcers you see on TV is that you you have so much enthusiasm when you uh, talk about whatever it is you're discussing. And, you know, that's not that's not something you see a lot on uh, mainstream TV, even on like WWE, TNA, anything. And uh, I think I definitely think you're a great uh, talent uh, in the uh, commentating uh, station. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that uh, first and foremost, and um, I think I think that's something that the wrestling business sorely needs and, and really lacks. I've heard, I can't confirm this, but I've heard that in places like WWE, the announcers are told not to overreact and not to start screaming and right. yelling so as not to insult the intelligence of the fans or, or, or whatnot, but that's what you need. As an announcer, it's my job to convey whatever emotion is being projected on that TV screen or on that computer screen uh, to the viewer. And if I'm being handcuffed, then the presentation suffers. And I don't know if that plays into why they're not so high on Jim Ross right now or what, but you know, the emotion is definitely a, a focal point, in my opinion, of something... I've tried to focus on uh, very intently, and if it shines through and it makes Ring of Honor or PWO or IWC better, then I'm happy to have done that for you. Excellent. Definitely. Well, there's one more topic I wanted to broach, um, and uh, we talked about this a lot uh, on our last trip out uh, out, out to uh, Clearfield Fataclism. Uh, please share with the people the Dream Machine Fest. <laughs> you know... It was, it was a moment of clarity for me when, when I pulled that vest out mm-hmm. and I looked around and realized that so many people 
who were around for it in its prime uh, just aren't really on the radar anymore. And I, I maybe maybe the next generation needs taught. And I'm holding it in my hand right now because I'm hoping that through the douchebaggy earpiece I'm wearing right now to do this call, you can feel the power of a vest. And I'm hoping you can all sense it just vibrating through your pores right now. Now, now, and for those for those to, to check out while they're listening to this, it has a MySpace page, correct? <laughs> yes, it does have a MySpace page that it, it can, I helped it out a little bit because it's kind of weird with typing. Yeah, but of course. I, 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 I helped it out with some photo uploads too, but I believe that's myspace.com slash dream machine bath. That's one M for you spelling efficient. Oh, that's why, that's why I can never remember it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can find out, I mean, basically the Dream Machine Vest originated in IWC in 2002 with the Dream Machine Dustin Ardeen, who was, I guess, a combination of Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, sans the talent, instincts, and athleticism. <laughs> and, uh, by the way, brilliant series of matches between Dustin Ardeen and Spider Mask. If you ever have time to check them out, they... They are classics. I was very proud. Like, I felt like I was running like Wrestle Reunion or something when I reunited the vest with Spider Mask. Yeah, we'll bring recently. that picture it, up here. It was, it was very exciting. But uh, Dustin Ardeen, basically, long story short, because I wasn't really privy to most of the first-hand uh, incidents, um, not exactly uh, your next Shawn Michaels, your next Bret Hart, and I uh, uh, didn't exactly have a lengthy storied career in IWC. And after he flew the coop, the vest was apprehended by one bastard son of a thousand corpses, Sebastian Dark, who achieved ownership and officially turned it into the Peace, Love, and Crabs vest, PLC, <laughs> and uh, sent it on a tour of Ohio Indies with Carlton Cass and Chuck Brody, uh, with some stops in Pittsburgh as well, In at which point... Every cockamamie, bemusing photo you can think of with everybody from Kid Cupid, Stacey Hunter, E.C. Steele, um, uh, random IHOP and Eaton Park waitresses, just everybody posed for <laughs> pictures with this vest. Uh, it, it went to me in 2005 to take care of it, went with me to Europe uh, and all over Ohio, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, West Virginia, Georgia. Um, I didn't take it to Canada. Uh, it does paranoid about customs, but uh, it's been <laughs> everywhere else. And uh, I, I introduced the vest to the Blue Meanie. I introduced the vest to Hacksaw Jim Duggan, uh, who will be at PWO Resolution for the August 1st in Cleveland. And I introduced the vest to Abdullah Butcher. Um, which tried to eat the vest, which I don't appreciate because the vest is my friend. And we've been, we've been besties for five years now. And it's gone everywhere with me. I'm kind of upset. I'm kind of upset about its hygiene because it hasn't really been washed since I've had it. But then I remember I used to share locker rooms with Sean Dahmer and then I felt a little bit better about it. Um, so. Basically, the Dream Machine vest is one of the lost relics of indie wrestling, and uh, I may go up in the Smithsonian soon, I'm not sure, but thanks to people like me and Sebastian Dark, we're going to keep the legend alive, 
and hope everyone else feels the power of Dream Machine. You guys remember this, folks. Dream Machine Dustin Nardin was a heartthrob-type persona in wrestling, but the only girl to cheer for him is his little sister. I'm not sure what that means, but that's what happened. That shows you the power of this hat. It's corrupted family. It's corrupted friends. It can transform you at the job of a hat. And the Dream Machine Vest is going to be with me August 1st in Cleveland, Ohio, for PW Resolution 3, a defining moment. And it's going to be my bag. And that's how I know this is going to be the best PWO show ever. Because the power of the best is going to be there. And as long as I cuddle with it and nestle with it and, and tickle it a little bit the night before, um, I know it's going to be in my corner with my best interest in mind on August 1st in Cleveland, Ohio. And that, I think, is the best Cliff Notes version of the Dream Machine Vest I can give. Excellent. Again, you can check that out. I was showing pictures here during, while we were talking. That's Dream Machine Vest, uh, myspace.com slash Dream Machine Vest 1M. I, I want to point out a little cameo here. There's a little blur in the background there. That would be one Doc Remedy inserting himself in the legend. <laughs> that, that was him doing his best you know, impersonation of his uh, wrestling career. Just one quick blur. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a blur in people's minds, at least, right? So. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, yeah, my, my first, uh, my first recollection of the Dream Machine vest was, uh, I believe when Potter had it at, uh, baseball and he wore it during the game. Yeah, it, it, it comes out randomly. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's like, it's like Michael Hayes on WWE TV. Like, you know, like a once a year cameo, just for something <laughs> special. Oh, he's still here. Uh, okay. <laughs> when the time is right and, uh, you know, then, then it's, it's shrouded in mystery again. You never really know when it's going to pop up again or who mm-hmm. it's going to pop up on. It's, it's like, uh, it's like where's Waldo? Excellent. All right. Well, uh, well, of course, everybody check out pwrestling.com. I'll be up there in Cleveland. You can say hi to me. I'll be around. Um, a relic, actually, relic we're going to be talking to this evening. If all goes well on the music fun time show. So there's links to that are going to be up on soyotronmedia.com when it's up. Should be up by Wednesday evening. Uh, for those of you uh, listening to this early. Um, well, and of course, Joe, uh, tell, tell us what else is coming up for you. I know you at least have IWC coming up in the near future. Yeah, well, we also have to mention that um, on YouTube.com slash PWO Wrestling, there are some really amazing mm-hmm. video packages for Resolution 3. Uh, it's YouTube.com slash PWO Wrestling, uh, both to... Uh, Come up. There's a cold open for the entire show, and it's tagline of defining moments, and video packages for the main event, which is Johnny Gargano and Matt Cross for the heavyweight title, the tag match for the tag title. There's a sex appeal, Bobby Shields and Bobby Beverly versus Greg Round and Hobo Joe. No DQ, by the way. That'll be crazy. And uh, Ravens rules, hundred thousand dollar bounty match. Aaron McGuire brings in Raven to take on Jason Bain. Also, of course, Hacksaw Jim Duggan will take on Marion Fontaine which I'm excited about because Fontaine has had some very unkind things to say about me and PWO management publicly. It was very out of line, and I hope Jim Duggan teaches that young man a lesson. Um, for me, aside from resolution, I think wrestling is trying to kill me <laughs> because on Tuesday I have to fly back out to Philly to do three more Ring of Honor DVDs, and i got to come back Wednesday night. And Wednesday night, I host my online radio show, uh, Pro Wrestling Live Radio, mm-hmm. at blogtalkradio.com slash Pro Wrestling Live. And then on Saturday afternoon, 
I have to be all the way in New Jersey for the Pro Wrestling Live Verizon live event with uh, uh, PWO superstar Johnny Gargano, Gregory Iron, and Bobby Beverly. I've teased I may fight Bobby Beverly if he does anything too annoying. Then again, I may just do that any point before then because he's a very annoying, airheaded, poorly tattooed simpleton. And IWC, Cage Fury is coming up. Uh, it will be uh, a lot of Fury, a lot of Cages, uh, the six-man match, uh, where hopefully Chuck Roberts will not step foot in there because um, I know the last time one of my bosses got too close to a Cage match, it was a very ugly sight. Mm-hmm. I've got some sick perverse pleasure out of that, but I don't want to see that happen to Chuck. Oh, um, I will never forget that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Eric Lee Flaw, Justin Idol, uh, Shima Zion and Super Hentai. That's gotten very personal as well. Super Hentai will be at Resolution 3 in Cleveland, as will the Gambino family and Michael Facade, for those of you uh, uh, Pittsburghers out there. Also, will be a surprise at Resolution. I'm not allowed to tell you what. Um, but that and so much more that is, UK Fury. And uh, I was supposed to go back to England soon, but they kind of went out of business, so I don't think I can do that anymore. <laughs> Not England, but the company in it. I think the country is still surviving, although I'm sure they're in debt like every other country. But that's beside the point. So I think my point is check out Resolution 3, a defining moment, because it's PWO's defining moment as a company, and I think it'll be your defining moment as a wrestling fan. Excellent. Thanks a lot, Joe. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, of course, he's on MySpace, MySpace.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Just search him. You'll find him. And, uh, of course, the Dream Machine Vest and all those links. Uh, also on the book face. What's that? The book face. The book face. slash Joe Dombrowski Wrestling. Fantastic. Go check him out. Thanks a lot, Joe. We can't wait to hear from you again. Thank you. I'll see at least some of you this weekend. Excellent. See you in Cleveland.
This is delicious Jimmy DeMarco, and you're listening to the Wrestling Mayhem Show. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the one, the only... It's the men of the Wrestling Mayhem Show at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Welcome back, guys. Thanks, Joan Dombrowski, for joining us. Uh, Chris Maverick is still here. Mad Mike, of course, and WrestleFan has... uh, I think he's taking a walk with Wait, 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 what? Sorg. What? I, I, have a, I have a note from the directors. Yes. WrestleFan has left the building. I, I don't Texas? know. In Texas? In Texas? Because we're in several buildings here. I don't I don't get that. I, 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 I don't know. I Sorg, I just got a letter that says WrestleFan has left the building. Although I love that your headphones, you, you do look like you would be receiving messages on those headphones. Thank I mean, you. They are prepared for somebody with a head three times your size. Sorg, how do you know my head doesn't swell every time I come onto the wrestling I wasn't going to go there, but anyways. Uh, well, we'll see if it swells when we uh, prove that you love to read. Because it's I, audible time. I do love to read. He does. I, he does. Uh, of course, we have read. the deal. Audiblepodcast.com slash Sorgatron Media. You get one free audiobook. Yours, regardless to keep. Is that said in the right order? Oh, well. Cancel any time. 14 days to try out all the wonderful surfaces, services, including the iPhone app. They have the Android app, the BlackBerry app. So you have no excuse to be enjoying it on the go. And we like to uh, give you an idea of what they have on Audible that can give you an idea of what maybe that free book could be. And uh, I think I think uh, Mad Mike, not a Wrestle Mike, uh, has something to say about that. Dashing Mad Mike. Dashing Mad does. Mike has something to say about that. Dashing. Um, well... A lot of you may not know the name Chuck Polinick. I don't. But you know the name Chuck Polinick. I do. He was the man who but wrote Fight Club. Oh. Now, I know you love Fight Club because you're friends of the Wrestling Mayhem Show, and we love Fight Club. But We're not supposed to talk about it, though. What? We're not supposed to talk about it. You never talk about Fight Club. Just... I'm talking about the book. We're rule I'm breakers. I'm talking about the book. I am not talking about... Any possible fight clubs that may or may not exist, because I would not be allowed to talk about them if they or if they did not exist. I am talking about the book, book called Fight Club. However, <laughs> I'm also talking about the book Invisible Monsters, written by the same author. Invisible Monsters is probably one of the most fucked up books I've ever read in my life, but it is fantastic. The uh, summary they have here on Audible... Is very brief. It's she's a fashion model who has everything: a boyfriend, a career, a loyal best friend. But when a sudden freeway accident leaves her disfigured and incapable of speech, she is transformed from the beautiful center of attention to an invisible monster, so hideous that no one will acknowledge she exists. Enter Brandy Alexander, Queen Supreme, one operation away from becoming a real woman who will teach her that reinventing yourself means erasing your past and making up something better, and that salvation hides in the last places you'll ever want to look. Trust me, it is fantastic. Here's a little sample of the audio. Blackstone Audio presents Invisible Monsters by Chuck Palahniuk. Okay, sometimes those those don't work out so well. Anyways, uh, hey, Russell fan's back. 
Hey, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, check that out. Audiblepodcast.com slash Sorgatron Media and help out the show and support reading. It's fundamental, you know, and so is the mayhem. Uh, so let's get into the news. I uh, Before anything, of course, Mad Mike, uh, you returned from a long trip all the way uh, corner to corner in this country to San Diego. I, um, I, I, and you know what's weird? When you land in San Diego, mm-hmm. the first thing you actually hear is Booyaka Booyaka 619. Interesting. Huh. Interesting. I was not aware of that. It's very bizarre. I was really surprised. I think, I think the, um, the airports have like landing strips that set off the music. Oh, okay. Okay. So everybody (laughs) feels comfortable there. Um, (laughs) anyways, Comic Con, there was a lot, wrestling was pretty big at Comic Con this year. Uh, I know we, we have a story about what's going on with Paul Heyman, but of course you got to see firsthand, uh, everything going on. What stuck out for you? Um, well, one of the first things I did was I went to the Mattel booth. Mm hmm. Because they had a huge fucking wrestling display. Really? <laughs> really? They had a life-size um, version of The Undertaker that you could stand next to and get pictures with. Mm-hmm. Nice. Which I have a picture of. It'll be posted on Facebook somewhere eventually. But um, they also had a couple of a couple of little um, figures, a couple of, uh, like... Uh, not, not souvenirs, um, replicas of things in the past. Like, they had Legion of Doom's shoulder pads from WrestleMania. Nice. They had the Rocks Brahma Bull Championship. <laughs> like, if, if you are clever enough on the internet, you can find your way to my Facebook page. <laughs> they, they have the actual replica title that The Rock was supposed to use to kind of make up for Stone Cold Steve Austin's smoking belt. Nice. And it is fantastic. It's it's a gold plate. It has a giant Brahma bull head with the raised eyebrow on it. <laughs> and it has the same thing on the little uh, side panels, too. It's really, really awesome. And uh, they also had just tons of new action figures. They have um, Iron Sheet, Kamala, Terry Funk... A whole bunch of new entrance grates. They had um, Sheamus, Yoshitatsu, tons of different ones. But the biggest news from the Mattel booth was that friend of the show, Macho Man Randy Savage, will have an action figure. Nice. How long has it been since we've seen that? I think they said it's been like 11 years. Since Savage had a figure. Not even a classic figure. Nope, not even a classic figure. Wow. Show um, the Macho Man some love. It's about time. It's about time. Um, and, of course, the other big news. Uh, did you catch anything there live about the uh, Paul Heyman announcement? Unfortunately, no, I did not. I was only there for Thursday and Friday, and my main wrestling objectives was to see The Miz... Which mission accomplished? <laughs> and on Friday, I got to see the rattlesnake himself, okay. Stone Cold Steve Austin. What's this? Funny side note: uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. If you follow him on Twitter, oh, is geez, a magical, yes. magical man. He is a magical man. He uh, 
it, it, apparently he's got the new iPhone and FaceTime and and because uh, he's got these wonderful videos of him making dollars disappear very close up. Um, but uh, the, the well, it, do you have anything uh, anything to share with us about your experiences uh, me- meeting the people? Uh, well, Miz, um, pardon the pun, but he was really awesome. He he spoke to a lot of the fans. He talked shit with us for a little bit. Very very cool. I felt a little bad for Eve because Eve was there the same time the Miz was, and almost no one cared about her. Ah, I feel bad because wait, I wait, like wait. Eve. Wait, wait, a but- hot chick at a comic con that nobody paid attention to. Po- poor Vanilla Horror number twelve. Well, she wasn't <laughs> dressed as Catwoman. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, but next, because I mean, The Miz is really like as engaging as he is on TV in person. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Like he showed up with the U.S. title, the Money in the Bank briefcase. <laughs> he he just took over. The whole little square section that we were at for the Mattel booth. Nice. He just took over it all. And um, Stone Cold had a signing for his movie, The Stranger. And he was also really cool. He, uh, as soon as he came, as soon as he came out to the booth, we started an Austin chant. So the first thing he says was he grabbed, he grabbed like a microphone that the, the uh, pusher had, and he said, "If you want to get this damn sign and start off, give me a hell yeah!" <laughs> and of course, we all responded in kind, but it was it was pretty spectacular. Um, and he he would sign anything. He took pictures of little kids. He did the whole what thing for a little bit. Just really, really personable dudes. I I understand that the Bellas. John Morris and Kane were also at Comic Con, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. I didn't have tickets to those days, so mm-hmm. I couldn't get a chance to go uh, see them. Well, a uh, little bit from Comic Con over the Newswire, DivaDirt.com has a little bit. Apparently, Raw writers uh, Brian Gerwitz and Ed Kosky appeared at a panel discussion uh, along with uh, Miz and I think a couple others. Uh, they were asked uh, about how uh, why the Diva matches are so, so short. And which is something we complain about because it really it just seems like a minute and a half, even though it's a six diva match, seems kind of <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, basically, you know, the line you expect. The oftentimes you can put aside a certain amount of time. It's a live show. Um, uh, you want to see? Uh, can't speak for this panel. He made a reference to Miz, but sometimes the talent will go over their allotted time. So, um, and of course, uh, you know, what main event stuff comes first and, uh, the Divas matches are unfortunately the first on the chopping block mm-hmm. from the sounds of it. So yeah, that's, that's true. And, and actually, if you look at it, I bet you see, uh, longer Divas matches in SmackDown because of that. Cause it, it is probably a little better timed out, uh, being it's a, a, a pre-taped show. So, yeah. um, that was interesting. Also, the, it, Paul Heyman made an announcement this week, but it's not regarding TNA. Of course it's not, because he's not going to TNA. <laughs> not I'm ever. To, I'm starting to question it now. Uh, basically, he was on there with Jeff Katz. No, I'm sorry. Jeff Katz of Geek Week was reporting this. Uh, this is from re-reported on ProWrestling.net. Uh, he has a game coming out. Uh, quote, premise, the premise is simple. Paul Heyman uh, has teamed with Geek Week to found a new online fighting league featuring a hybrid of pro wrestling Mixed martial arts and boxing. 
It's mm. classic turn-based online fighting, bringing combat sports into the era of com- community-driven games like Mafia and Farmville. We found our crack, ladies and gentlemen of this audience. Uh, <laughs> players will be able to create their own custom fighters in any discipline, leading their character from the bottom of the rankings all the way to the championship gold. Uh, wow. So, uh, it added bonus users will be able to play mixed matches, pitting wrestlers against MMA stars, MMA stars against boxers, and so on. This can't be licensed by anybody for names. Well, it might be like Fire Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Or yeah. they'll have so Mon Bina, and, you know, you can't tell who it is. <laughs> or Rock Hesnar. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, is this the, the are you guys are you guys ready for the the Godfinger of of uh, of wrestling? I guess. Godfinger. I mean, I yes. guess I guess it depends on the presentation. I mean, uh, does it sound like something you'd bite on? I mean, I mean, we all played the wrestler app on on Facebook when applications were first getting popular, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest, you know, and and that kind of fell out pretty quick. But I don't know. I and and what does Paul Heyman know about creating a social media game? So. He knows much of anything. I think he knows how to cash a check that is written to him to use his name. Yep. <laughs> as long as Spe- it's not speaking of which, if anybody would like to make the Chris Maverick game on Facebook, you know, I, I am available for you know check cashing <laughs> purposes. <Nice>. Excellent. <laughs> and since I got Wrestle Fan back, was there anything else from Comic Con you wanted to bring up while we're at it, Mike? Um, yeah. not much. It's really wrestling related, but there what. If you ever get the chance, mm-hmm. San Diego Comic Con is a must travel. It, 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 you have to go. Now, now I've attended, of course, with you the New York Comic Con. I, I realize this is a bigger event. Uh, how much bigger is it? Sorg, let, let me put it this way. Um, the New York Con and the San Diego Con is like comparing a fetus's genitalia with Ron Jeremy's. Well, what the hell? <laughs> All right, basically, I at least three times as big. <laughs> All, right. All right, I think I think we've covered that as much as we possibly should. Um, <laughs> WrestleFan, I think you watched yeah. a certain wrestling promotion uh, uh, as I did today. Yeah, I did check out, uh, as you did, uh, Lucha Libre USA. Uh, I gotta say, for an MTV produced show, it's actually pretty decent. Oh, the production is up there over what we saw in Wrestling Society X. That's for oh, sure. God, yeah. And the, com- uh, the commentators don't suck. Well, yeah, the commentators are. are, are uh, you know what? I'm getting a little mixed up because then I watched Wrestlelicious, and I think it just fried my recollection. Uh, <laughs> there's puns everywhere. There's puns everywhere. I, they. Uh, uh, I'm not getting into that. God. Uh, but anyways, Lucha Libra USA premiered on MTV2 uh, a couple weeks ago. First episode is up on MTV.com. Just do a quick search for Lucha Libra USA. Uh, it's also in uh, delicious.com slash wrestling. I'm sorry. Yeah, wrestling mayhem. Uh, delicious.com slash wrestling mayhem if you want to follow any of these stories. But we got links to the videos for that. Wrestlelicious. Uh, we've been catching up on and everything. Um, yeah, it was... As I was telling you, like I, I realized that that Corleone guy was Mark Jindrak, mm-hmm. uh, who, who you know we remember from WCW days and the Invasion Angle and everything. Uh, yeah, he actually uh, Jindrak has been doing a lot of work in uh, AAA. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, according to his Wikipedia page, apparently 
Well, he's he's been through a couple of different uh, promotions down there, but apparently he's in charge of uh, getting wrestlers signed on for uh, Lucha Libre USA. So mm-hmm. it seems like a long haul kind of promotion. Uh, they're already promoting live events. It looked like from an episode I watched. Um, yeah. They brought back the six sided ring to America on television, <laughs> which I'm TNA, very excited TNA. about. <laughs> no, no, but 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 still, even more than TNA ever has, it felt like the best of WCW I watched. Mm-hmm. We had we had Mini Park, uh, La Parka guy. Uh, Elio Oriental was in the first match, which was a trios match. Which I didn't catch all the rules, but was it that they had to they had to pin the captain to finish? Yeah, the it's match? like it was a cap. That's actually uh, that's actually rules uh, the rule to uh, Mexico style trios matches. You don't see that much in America mm-hmm. uh, since I know you guys went to uh, Kika Trios. Mm-hmm. That rule wasn't in place, but uh, yeah, it's like. Either you pin the captain or you pin the other two members of the team. Uh, yeah, definitely. They, for it being an MTV produced show, they really stuck to uh, the Lucha Libre tradition. I think so. That was that it's was really not, cool to see. It's not over edited. It's uh, it's 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 a lot better facility. It doesn't feel like a, a studio and people planted around the ring. I mean, it looks like yeah. Uh, Where is it? Palm Springs. They they did this. Uh, so, I mean, I of course, so. they had a very uh, mixed Latino crowd, uh, which would be the, you know, I mean, it's got to it's like WWE. That's got to be an audience that they're heading after for, with this thing uh, to bring it over. I mean, Sorg, WrestleFan, I have one question for you. Hmm. Did they advertise any future episodes that may involve piranhas? <laughs> no, no, that was the advertisements uh, Saturday night for Piranhas 3D. I think you're okay. Th- then I can't watch it. What? No, no, no. That was wait. <laughs> I want. Oh, you want the piranhas? You want a piranha death match? Yes. Jeez. And Sorg, Sorg, piranhas 3D is apparently too hot for Comic Con. Too hot for Comic Con. Apparently, that's what all the driving billboards in San Diego told me. Uh, <laughs> meaning they couldn't afford a booth at Comic Con. No, they, they were there though. Oh, they I were there. Exactly. They they were at Comic Con. They probably just wouldn't wouldn't allow them to show everything. Right. <laughs> but uh, uh, the only yeah, people I know of who have actually been banned from there, the, the Suicide Girls, were um, unofficially banned, but clear they were asked not to return this year. <laughs> oh wow! Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. No one really knows why. But yeah, uh, more about the Lucha Libre USA. Uh, they did have like the main stars uh, that you've seen, like uh, like you said, Mini Park. Masqueria mm-hmm. Dorada, uh, Tenebris Jr. But they also had a lot of uh, Lucha Libre stars that I've never heard of, and I think uh, are sort of um, wrestlers that they've, or gimmicks that they've come up with. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what was it? The Puerto Rican, uh, Puerto Rican, it was the Puerto Rican team. They were in the first match, but yeah. I think I didn't, I didn't recognize them or. But I don't know. They could be a lot of people that they brought in. Of course, we don't. Well, of course, you watch Lucha Libra on, <laughs> on your Spanish network down there in Texas. So yeah. And also, uh, just saying, Rocket Con is not looking that great. <laughs> just saying. Did you? Did we confirm? Was that guy Lenny Lane that you saw there? I'm I'm more than ninety nine percent sure that that was Lenny Lane. I don't know. Russell fan, when does Rocket Con ever really look that good? Hmm. That's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, uh, your Lenny, Lenny Lane thing sent me on a tangent while I was watching that today. <laughs> so I found LennyLane.com. Didn't see any mention, per se, of that. 
Uh, but I did see, and if you're in Minnesota, you're in luck because <laughs> you can book Lenny a wrestling. Lane will pump your gas. Well, close, well <laughs> that too. Uh, but you can you can go to wrestlingparties.com. This is Lenny Lane. Welcome to wrestlingparties.com. And there apparently it is audio. Uh, wrestlingparties.com. Let me uh, uh, let me. Yeah, you can check it out. Lenny Lane apparently <laughs> runs this thing, and you can have a birthday party for your kid with a wrestling match. <laughs> have your have a kid's birthday party with Lenny Lane. There you go. Now, now that confused me because does anybody recall what Lenny Lane's gimmick was? Uh, uh very gay. Very, very, <laughs> very gay. Very gay. Yep. Well, it depends on when. Oh. Sometimes he wasn't gay. Oh, I miss Lenny. They, and Lodi. They, they were brothers. They were brothers. <laughs> That's right, yes. Lenny and Lodi. Uh, there wasn't much on Lodi when I tried to look him up on Wikipedia, unfortunately. Mm. So, have you looked up Sign Guy Jobber? <laughs> I, I heard he also went by that. Sign Guy Jobber. <laughs> uh, that might. Have been I remember, weird. and then Lenny Lane wore a dress and thought he was a woman in TNA. <laughs> really? Are you sure I don't remember that. Are you sure you're not confusing uh, Big Vito? No, 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 no. It was no Big Vito wore Lenny a dress Lane was... by choice. No, yeah, yeah, no. Lenny Lang was Big Vito before Big Vito. And before that, as Lane. As, as far as the dress wearing thing. Well, Lenny Lane. Lenny Lane's one of his first gimmicks in WCW was brilliant because um, he was. Um, I don't even know how to explain it. He was basically the backup Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> Jer- Jer- when Jericho was a mid-carder at best in WCW, which is why he went to the WWF uh, at the time. Um, he wanted to get away with it. They, you know, they would not allow him above there on the card. But Lenny Lane's gimmick for a long, t- for a long, long time was he was a huge Chris Jericho fan who looked just like him and sort of, you know, he did look a lot like him. Yeah, and Jer- and when Jericho didn't want to deal with somebody, he'd throw him off to, you know, throw him. Um, lower on the card towards Lenny Lane. That was the, I, that, I that was the whole gimmick. It's awesome. Oh, oh man. They both had top knots. So it, was, it was really great. <laughs> oh, WCW. <laughs> we, we miss you, but we don't. No, we don't miss it, Sorg. It's on Thursdays. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Speaking of TNA. Say, say you like, you like that transition, Sorg? Um, I guess we'll go there. Hardcore Justice is coming up. Who's excited about One Night Stand 3? Yay, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they're going to halt all storylines. Uh, of it's course they are. ECW yeah, def- only. Nobody will notice. Because um, yeah, apparently Team 3D is reuniting for this pay-per-view event, even though they broke up at the last pay-per-view. Oh, oh no, WrestleFan, didn't you watch it last week? Yeah, but... yeah, They I had a it- talk. Yeah, they had and a because talk. they they had a talk, and because they completely disagreed, that means they're back together. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at their website, hardcorejustice.com, they're advertised as Team 3D. Of course they, they are. They will be wrestling. Of course they are, wrestle fan. Because you you all remember those ECW wrestlers, Team 3D, Brother Ray and Brother Devon. I want Brother Dances. Brother Dances. <laughs> Apparently, or I... dances with brothers. Yeah, or dances something with like brother this. would be better. Uh, sign guy, brother. <laughs> you know what? Big... You could just put any du- any old Dudley boy name, have Hulk Hogan say it, and that's what they'll call him. Big brother, sign guy, brother. Dances with brother. <laughs> Big brother, Dick. Yes, Big brother, Big, Dick. 
Big Brother Dick. <laughs> wow, they do have an entire website here. They 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 have the guys up there. Um, they have matches on here yet? No, Sorg. Sorg, they're going to do what ECW used to do back in the day. They're going to announce two matches and then mm. let the rest of the card fill itself in that night. Mm, yeah. That well, did, didn't so WWE well. do the same thing for One Night Stand? No, they the did. The first one. Uh, did they uh, for the first one? They they for tried the, first the same one, thing yeah. with. Uh, but the first one, they had at least three three or so matches. Yeah, they yeah. they had half the matches set for the first one, and then they 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 sort of didn't like any any matches that featured people who were WWE stars at the time. They announced ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, all the matches that were uh, like the Mike Awesome match, since nobody knew who Mike Awesome was anymore, um, they. Didn't they 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 just kind of let that one go, um, but it, I, I I believe the let's see I'm trying to remember who who was on that uh, Jericho faced Lance Storm Fury. no no Lance Storm you're right and that was announced Benoit against Guerrero Eddie Eddie yeah mm-hmm. and um, I think they said and they I think they announced Rey Mysterio against um, Psychosis who wasn't um, a WWF person no. yet. They, they the first one was a uh, Ray. No, Ray wasn't at it. It was Psychosis, Super no, Crazy. No, Ray was in it. He got booed. And uh, Guido, I believe. Oh, psych- no, it was. I thought Ray it was did crazy a six one nine in and got Guido. booed. Was that? That might have been the second one. Because <laughs> he, <got, laughs> he, he had a title match. Trying to <laughs> No, wait, wait, wait. It was Crazy Tajiri and Guido, and yeah. Mikey Whipwreck came out with Tajiri. Psychosis came out with Super Crazy, and no, Guido so came out with the FBI. Did he? Right. I believe, no, that, I believe that's, so. that's true. But who? But then who did? Who did? And you're sure Ray didn't wrestle on that match? No, Psychosis. Yeah, Psychosis wrestled Ray on that match. Yeah, because because like, Ray did the six one nine during it and got and the Hammerstein Ballroom, the ECW booed. Arena, booed the hell out of him. And that, and I remember Psychosis came out without, um, with his mask and he took his mask off and then everyone right. chanted, put your mask on. So, right. yeah, that was a surprise. But the thing is, like, with, uh, Hardcore Justice, I don't know how successful it's going to be because how, they have, what, two weeks to build it? You know, it's, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You know, I, I Hardcore Justice to me just seems like Dixie Carter and TNA realize that they can't sell pay-per-views with the stories and the roster that they have, at least how they're using them. So they're going to try and use someone else's roster and concept and copyright yeah. to try and sell pay-per-view. I mean, it's- last week on ECW, uh, see, I even said ECW. Last <laughs> week on TNA, Tommy Dreamer said ECW One Night Stand. You should not be allowed to say that on TV. Well, I think the 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 word is that they are allowed to uh, refer to ECW in the past uh, tense. Uh, they're trying to say it's a, a hard. I think it's hard, hardcore, hardcore, hardcore revolution. Justice. Hardcore uh, revolution 2.0 is what they're trying to kind of coin their group. Uh, but they're calling them ECW originals. But you can you, you can do that because that is a okay. That's so a, here's how copyright works. It's a fact. You can state a you can state a matter of fact. For instance, um, they can say, if, if they wanted to be awkward about it, they can say, Brother Devon, who wrestled under at ECW as Devon Dudley, they could announce him that way every single time because that is a statement of fact. Now, they can't book, they, they can't say Devon Dudley is wrestling on this pay-per-view because that's not true. The WWF owns that name. 
but you right. can refer to, you know, um, they, you, you, you can refer to anybody in TNA by the name they had in um, the WWF or WCW or ECW at the time. If you're referring to matches that happened at that time. Yeah. Um, copyright so, laws. Yeah, it's 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 a very it's a very odd thing because you can th- that's fair use. It is um it it would be like saying it it would be like saying uh referring to a, a character on television. The WWF can't can't claim that uh I don't know name name a the, that Michael Knight is wrestling on their on their show because they don't own Michael Knight, but they can say David Hasselhoff who played Michael Knight in the eighties. You can you right. can do that. Okay. Basically, as long as they're not throwing ECW around and all those promotions and commercials and right. everything, they're good. Now, what if they have it in like a package? Like if they have a package for Hardcore Justice and you hear like the crowd chanting ECW or something like I that. I don't think they'll do it. I doubt that. Yeah, I doubt they'll do it because they'd have to. They would have to use WWF owned footage in order to do that. Now, you're talking about can right. you? Um, you or you're talking about if during the new during the new show, like if they if the crowd chants ECW during the match. If the crowd chants ECW on the pay-per-view, they can't do anything. Oh, no. Well, right. I, mean, I mean, like, like using footage from, say, Dreamer's speech or something like that, where he says the letter's ECW. Like, they oh, can't use fine. any of that but in... As long as he... It depends on, it depends on what he says. He can't, say, okay. he can't say, on tonight's ECW pay-per-view. He cannot do that. But he can say, uh, and they do all the time. Uh, there's um, there, If you actually pay attention... Um, Nash and Jarrett and they they'll frequently say back in the back in WCW or back in the NWO they do that all the time and they're allowed to do that so long yeah. as they're referring to something that happened in the past. I think we're used to I, I think the deal is we're used to back in the day where the guys where the feds didn't acknowledge themselves uh, each other whatsoever uh, like it was some kind of taboo. Um, right. So I, I think we're we're still kind of shaking a little bit of that stigma when we talk about something like this. You know, but we're used to WWE, of course, owns everything that they would talk about. Um, right. They don't want to advertise for it. Think of it this way. If you, you, you've seen, you've seen commercials for Pepsi that show Coca-Cola cans in it. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can true. do that. That is, that is perfectly okay to do. You can't say, no, you can't do things like, you can't say Coca-Cola sucks, but you can say, <laughs> but, 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 but Pepsi can make a commercial that says, you know, we did a taste test. And five out of five people we tasted who in the taste test liked our Pepsi better than their Coke. They can say that. Yeah. Long as you're long as you're making general statements of fact, you know. Yeah. Whatever that uh, means. No, but yeah, I'm I'm not too confident about this paper. It might do well, but I think the point is you gotta let ACW just die. Yeah. <laughs> it's been what? Over ten, wait, almost it's over been, ten years since ECW's died. Or it has been ten years ECW since ECW died. Bankrupt. Yeah, it was uh, early two thousand one, I think, when it when they got bought by WWE. Yeah, so. Oh, and they were gone before then, for all intents and purposes, they were gone at, towards the end of two thousand. So it's been it's been a decade. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I don't get? They everyone keeps saying that they miss ECW and all things like that. For all intents and purposes, ECW was a failure on a massive level. Why would you say that? I wouldn't say that. Um, I, I mean, like, commercially. Well, I think financially. Financially, yeah. But commercial. I mean, uh, ECW changed the wrestling business. Um, 
And it, it, it was a, you know, historically, if you actually look at the history of wrestling, ECW is very important what it accomplished. Um, oh, we've got that ad going over here. <laughs> what, what they accomplished was very important, but what, um, what actually happened in the business of ECW, sure, you know, Paul Hammond was working with no budget, running a company out of his basement. Um, and he was trying to take on Vince McMahon and Ted Turner, and he essentially ran out of money. Um, but from a, but from a artistic point of view, what he was, what he was trying to accomplish, ECW did very, very well, um, with that very, very limited budget. Right. It, it, it's yeah, but I'm, I'm speaking. I'm speaking like I know a lot of the talent in ECW did very well, and a lot of the concepts in ECW did very well. But overall, as a promotion, like it may have influenced some stuff, but I think a lot of that would have happened eventually anyway. Would it? Would, I don't would, think so. I mean, I, I, I really, I don't know that I believe that. Um, well, well, I mean, let, think- let, if you take a look at what really forced WWE to change gears and kind of go toward the Attitude Era, it was the NWO angle. The NWO angle was taken from Japan. It wasn't taken from ECW. No, the NWO, the NWO angle was stolen from Japan. And when the NWO started, WCW kicked Vince's ass. I mean, they just oh, yeah. completely creamed him. It was over. Vince needed something to combat it, to combat that with. And Vince in order to combat um, the NWO, didn't just steal the NWO, he stole ECW. Everything yeah. that he did in those days, from the hardcore title to... Um, to Steve Austin the, drinking beers. Steve Austin, yeah, Steve Austin was a Sandman ripoff. Um, if you look at, if you look at um, uh, uh, what, um, what the original DX was, the original DX was founded, um, the storyline behind that was... Um, Sean Hickenbottom and Paul Levasque, you know, to use their real names, are trying to get fired so they can go, so they can go to, to, um, to WCW. Um, Heyman mentioned WCW and, um, WWF on television every week and yeah. talked about, you know, the entire, you know, it was sort of reverse, um, Rob, uh, uh, Rob Van Dam angle. Rob Van Dam became Mr. Monday Night. The reason he used that name was he was supposedly such a valuable free agent that he was just waiting out his ECW contract um, so that he could be a free agent because both of those other companies were um, were fighting over him. Um, the the you know which was sort of true, but also extremely trumped up. Um, and and that was and that was but that's what you know. Uh, Helmsley and, and Michaels were never actually trying to get fired, but then, but the entire idea of of mixing angles with the truth and being, you know, very very fuzzy, um, that, that was Vince LaRusso, um, Vince Russo, LaRusso, Vince Russo, Russo stealing from little Karate Kid reference there, um, Vince Russo stealing from from ECW almost directly with a lot of what happened in the Attitude Era era, and then not to mention, you know, indie feds to this day. Are copying all these old ECW angles um, all all over the country. It, I, I, it it definitely changed what what pro wrestling is or became back then, and I think it, I think that still happens. Um, if you were actually a, an, an ECW fan back then, there was actually a lot of failures because Heyman's big thing, what made Heyman was a genius, was Heyman would try anything for three weeks. And then, and then, and there was a lot of really, really bad stuff that happened 
that um, that people just kind of forgot about. But um, but then there was That's a lot true. of you know the entire Mikey Whip Mikey Whipwreck was a brilliant you know what was a brilliant character idea. It's like hey let's let's toss a kid out there let's give him not one offensive wrestling move and let's <laughs> let him let's let him lose every match for four years. It was brilliant. And, and today we just say is somebody getting squashed. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, well, not really because um, what's his name? Um, in the new ECW that was um, Colin Delaney. Colin Delaney, same angle. It was exactly the Mikey Whipwreck angle with Tommy Dreamer again. And you were just supposed to forget that Tommy had done that exact same storyline already um, seven years before. But you know, to be fair, for as many people champion ECW. Uh, I think a lot of them, like my, myself personally, my only view of ECW as it was is the stuff that I can come across in DVD form or, or 24-7 or something. So I think there's a lot of uh, rose-colored glasses on looking back on that promotion. I mean, I know I've sat there and watched some of it on 24-7 up at Mike's place and be like, wow, this I don't know if I would have been as into it if this was what I watched week to week, you know? Yeah. Well, you also have to remember that when you use, like, shock angles like ECW did, mm-hmm. ECW didn't have nearly the wide exposure that a TNA or a WWE does. Yeah, right? they were, and they were, at their they heyday, they were about, a, about TNA's not that big. At their heyday, e- ECW was about at TNA's current level. Like, you're talking, like, TNA and say, like, when they had the, t- the national exposure? Yeah, before, but, like, back in, like, I think that's why TNA uh, was able to do like the old ECW invasion back in like 2003 is because they didn't have to worry about, you know, uh, sponsors or, you know, television, you know, looking down on it because of it. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, when you look at TNN, like ECW gang, gang TNN almost was kind of the thing that killed ECW. Yeah, they couldn't do the same stuff that, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't show their product. Mm -hmm. And if you look at TNA early on, when they were on Fox Sportsnet and when they had the weekly buyable pay per views, Mm -hmm. right. You go to a bigger network, you can't show the product that you originally sold Uh, someone. Even, even I think that, well, the the product took a back step because I remember going from the pay per views to trying to watch it on Fox Sports. One, it was on like 3 p.m. every Friday. Yeah, replayed, but still they had a ticker on it. Uh, it but was, uh, <laughs> of course, they replayed at like midnight. The, the, the ridiculous uh, sports ticker about wrestling matches, which was crazy. It just felt hindered in comparison. Like it felt like half of what I was into, you know. Uh, and and of course they, they were trying to then automatically they had to try to sell monthly pay per views off of this concept. Of course, nobody was watching that because nobody's going to find it on Fox Sports. You don't even get a hundred percent of the country with that thing. So, uh, well, a great discussion, guys. There's actually a whole bunch of news we didn't get to, but that's okay. <laughs> um, any comments of what's good? No, it's not on Raw and SmackDown going on or anything else that anybody um, would like to talk about. I think, about? like, uh, Lunchbox mentioned before in this email, I'm pretty interested in the whole John Cena's team is self destructing. Yeah. But, but then, of course, I think, like, they're going to self destruct, and then uh, a couple weeks from now, Bret Hart's going to come out and be like, we got to stick together. Yeah, I think you're going to see a rally. You're going to well, have a um, match. I think I, SummerSlam's where we find out uh, the next step of what's behind Nexus, though. I, yeah. I won't get into orbs, but I can see Bret Hart coming back to Raw real soon. <laughs> <laughs> there was a double uh, filming last night, wasn't there? 
Yes. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's not what I'm referring to. Okay. So it's okay. Okay, that's fine. Um, you didn't talk to Bret Hart at a bar and he told you secrets. <laughs> Actually, I did. I threatened to kick his leg out like Owen Hart if he didn't tell me everything oh. that's going on with WWE and he spilled his guts. By the way, person that took out The Undertaker, Vance Archer. <laughs> wow, really? You heard it here first, Wrestling Mayhem fans. A scoop. <coughs> a scoop. Like, well, they'll turn around Bret Hart's behind the Nexus for some reason. Um... I don't know. Actually, Miz makes a lot of sense. Yeah. In a, in a yeah. whole lot of ways, Miz makes a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, that email's kind of turned me on that one. I, I, I was, I, I've figured cool since like the beginning. Especially know. if they've only been targeting like the WWE champion mm-hmm. with the money in the bank deal. Mm-hmm. That, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and they haven't mm-hmm. gotten involved yet. Okay. Enough of that. Enough of yes. that. <laughs> enough of that. So, uh, enough of fantasy booking. Let me do a scan. I'll do this kind of lightning round style. Uh, one I wanted to correct. EV 2.0 or Extreme Version 2.0 is what they're referring to the group. Which, why did it is a 2.0 if it's all the same guys? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jerry Lynn versus RVD is set to headline that. Unannounced, of course, but apparently it's on Jerry Lynn's website. It's not going to be for the TNA title, is the word. Of course not, because the ranking system doesn't matter at there all. There you go. Well, how'd Jerry uh, Lynn get up there? But this is a match that hasn't been done in at least 10 years. Uh, yeah. So, but you know what? It was so much better in 99. We'll see. It's <coughs> not going to be as seen, good. Have you seen Jerry Lynn these days? I've I seen Jerry Lynn. RVD is 10 times slower than he was back no, then. No, he's not. I don't oh, say 10 shit. times slower. RVD is a different kind of wrestler than he is now. I mean, if anything, I think it'll be interesting. Um, I mean, it might suck. Who knows? But I think it's going to be interesting because it's going to be a different match than you saw 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think it's going to be the same exact thing at half speed. Uh, Kevin Nash uh, provides a health update. Uh, Says uh, on Scott Hall, he says he's home, clean, twenty plus days, and sounding great. He'll outlive us all. Love you, buddy. From just like Keith Richards, real Kevin Nash. Uh, Wrestlelicious got booted off of MAV TV and Byte TV because apparently the last few shows they did were filmed uh, at, at, a, at a wrestling venue as opposed to their studio audience. Right, yeah. They they filmed them at actual wrestling. Well, not, I think it was actually at a bar, but it you know it was <laughs> better than wrestling what they style venues. Obviously. Yeah, says, it was much better than their old arena. It says, so they've been booted off? Uh, it, well, it says that the, 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 uh, the stations didn't like the atmosphere of those shows, won't be airing them, uh, they're going to be doing reruns, and when they return for season two, which will be all studio shot, uh, they will be airing them again. So, apparently yeah. it's a little, uh, I don't know, that's weird. No, interesting, interesting side note, I actually watched the, uh, new episode of WrestleLicious, it was the first one in that new arena. Mm-hmm. Um, the main event was, uh... Uh, I'm going to use indie names because I'm not going to use their actual names. Uh, it was Lacey and Portia Perez against Daisy Hayes and uh, Sojourner Volt from TNA. Mm-hmm. Uh, surprisingly, though, the referee of that match was Austin Aries. <laughs> and they refer to him as Austin Aries. <laughs> wow, that's weird. That's interesting. It's, it's the last place I'd expect to see him. So, um... Yeah, I mean, it's almost as weird as him being an ice cream mask. <laughs> What are you talking about? I have no idea. Who the hell is Will? Seriously, no one answered that. 
<laughs> Moving on. But, um, Sorg, hmm? there's a very exciting announcement that DJ Lunchbox might want to listen to and might want to visit me. Um, in Westbury, Connecticut. Yes. There will, I may have to go to this show. An indie show has been signed with one of the main events, Mickey James versus Awesome Kong. Oh, God. Oh, God. I, I may have to go to this show. Give, give me a date for that. I might see if I can. October first. October first. Mm-hmm. October first in Waterbury, Connecticut. I may have to go. Nice. Um. <laughs> can we just catch Russell Fan's mom and then he killed his did. video yeah, feed? Yeah, he did. He cut it. He cut it like he was tor- turning out, turning off porn. Um. <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania special to air on NBC. My grandmother-in-law will be so excited. Um, <laughs> there's a fantastic article from the Heyman Hustle uh, with Gabe Sapolsky talking about Brian Danielson, uh, his involvement with Evolve, uh, uh, getting it started, and uh, his first uh, call after uh, being fired. Uh, good read there. Good that Brian Danielson picks of him with a tie, uh, of course. Um, I recommend that. Abdullah the Butcher was in the New York Times. Huh? Um, You're welcome again, Internet. New York brings Abdul the Butcher back to the forefront. <laughs> Thank you. And I, it, it, too bad it wasn't the picture with the Dream Machine vest that we we're showing off earlier. Um, Shawn Michaels will be featured on, and his wife uh, will be experience, will ex- featured on the experience with Western Weston and Jody Clark. There's actually a picture on there. That that frightens me. I I don't like religious fanaticism shows. Is that what that show is? I I'm sure it so. is. If, if they they booked him and his wife, yeah. that's the only reason Whisper that hasn't been sense. famous in 15 years. That's true. That's true. Uh, of course, Mike Seidel was injured. Uh, we talked about him in length with the girls last week. Uh, <laughs> and his star tattoos. Uh, apparently, he got hurt. Speaking of length, wrestle fan. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, he got hurt at uh in Chicago Ridge, suffered a severe concussion concussion that night. Uh, also, they stated that Grizzly Redwood needed ten staples in his head following the match. Uh, so some close calls there. Hopefully, uh, all those guys get better soon. Um, so is is, is Mayhem Missy in the chat room? Is she crying? I believe she is in the chat yes. room, but I don't know if she's crying or not. Mm. Uh, the Steve... tears may be sogging the keyboards. Steve Austin was mentioned to be returning to the Chuck. Uh, I, I loved when he was on there before. That was great. Uh, Cons- oh, yeah. Consequences Creed is going to FCW. So expect him on NXT <laughs> Season 3, I think. FC um, Dub. FC Dub. <laughs> Lance Storm. Uh, uh, Disclosed that he was he declined his invitation to uh, the new ECW. That is not ECW. Thank you, Landstorm. Thank you, Landstorm, for being the only sensible one in all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of the quotes from uh, what it what the article said was that he knows that he's retired, and he's not going to try <laughs> to you know. <laughs> he's the most sensible wrestler I've ever like. You ever read his blog? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's the way. It's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's. He's, he's so serious. <laughs> if I could be serious for a moment. Uh, let's see. Tommy Dreamer uh, bitches about an indie promoter on Twitter. That's fine. 
And that's the news <laughs> I have for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Sork, do you like my championship belt? I do, I do. I also want to ask you, Mad Mike, what did you learn from uh, wrestling this week and or the Comic-Con? What did I, wow, what did I learn? I learned that The Miz is, wait for it, a very nice guy to talk to. Fantastic. Fantastic. Wonderful <laughs> personality. <laughs> Russell Van. See, you... see what I did there? That, yeah, that's yeah, called that's, a bait and switch, Sork. That's, good. that's called something. Uh, Russell Van, what did you learn this week? <laughs> I, I learned that I need to find out where real Russell Van is and beat some sense into him. He's in Arkansas. He's in, He's Arkansas. in Arkansas. He said he was in Arkansas. Arkansas. Read the fucking chat room. But yeah, I actually, I actually learned that uh, I think uh, Lucha Libre USA can definitely be something, something very uh, interesting to watch. Um, something a lot different than uh, a lot of other wrestling promotions can bring. So MTV, don't yeah, screw this look up. Into that. I, uh, as far as that, I don't see knowing MTV. I can't see it being a long term thing. Yeah. So let's hope it's at least, you know, it doesn't have WWE and Sunday Night Heat, you know, kind of length to it. <laughs> and even that changed every couple of years. What do you got there? What do you got there, man, Mike? I have, I have swag. Swag? I have swag that I, I will fig, I grabbed every piece of wrestling paraphernalia I could from the Comic Con. <laughs> paraphernalia. Hey, that, it's a real <laughs> word, Russell fan. Learn your fucking ABCs. He's from Texas. Everything has to do with weed. Yes, <laughs> but um, this is the autograph from Eve and the Miz, and I have tons of SmackDown posters from the Sci-Fi Network. And let me just nice. say, they're not shying away from the fact that they are a science fiction channel with these. <laughs> uh, wrestling posters because wow. it looks like it's filmed in the lair of saw man i can't wait <laughs> for the return of the ecw zombie oh, i'm God. i'm gathering by then it will be the undertaker because he's in a vegetative state somehow i will figure out a way to hold contests to give away all this swag that i got with the exception of my Miz autograph, I kind of want that myself. But um, I will find a way to give away. I have, I got posters. I have bookmarks. I have a giant cartoonish Triple H. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. It's a giant angry cartoon Triple H. <laughs> That's scary. Awesome. All right, Mav, what did you learn from wrestling this week? <laughs> what did I learn from wrestling this week? Um, I learned that, if you're really, really, really tall, that pretty much makes you um, a part of the dream team, despite <laughs> the fact that there's 40 other people on the roster who, you know, wrestle and stuff. <laughs> I, I like just watching that, like, and, and you know, there, and I, I know Kali is the face and Edge is the heel, but then when when Edge comes in there and says, you know. It should have been the Miz. It should have been. And I'm like, yeah, Edge makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Dude, Edge was right. Yeah, Edge, I, and and you know, I, I I kind of wondered that. I learned, and I also learned that you know, apparently in 2010, Jerry Lawler can wrestle a match with the pinnacle of the WWE today. You know, the people that everybody's afraid of. He can get 
he can get killed in the match and then finish commentary. It used to be that if Jerry, Jerry Lawler went out and wrestled a match, win <laughs> or lose, for the whole night. he was done for the show. That was it. You know, <laughs> you know they, Jerry Matthews. would come out with JR. He would talk for the first two matches. He'd go in the back. He'd wrestle match three. And then he would, you know, he would take a, whatever, you know, whatever bump he, he was going to take, whatever, you know, whatever move <laughs> he was going to get hit with, you know, let's say a stone cold stunner. And then you, you wouldn't see Jerry for the rest of the night. He might not be there next week. Well, to be fair, that's about when the high schools let out. So he'd have to go. <laughs> oh, you know. I, I've met, I know Jerry. He's a nice guy. I like the same I know. Lot. I've met him a couple of times too. Don't worry. I think he'd laugh. Yeah, it was probably, but <laughs> I I saw Jerry Lawler at the ju- gathering the juggalos when he faced uh, Zach Gowan, and he threatened to cripple his other leg. Wow! <laughs> I mean, <Nice>. that's <laughs> that was a high point. That was a high. Jerry point Lawler is such a fantastic heel. Yes, yes. So, anyways, <clears throat> um, Sorg, what did you learn? In wrestling I this learned. Week? You know what I learned? I learned something today as I was trying to catch up with some of my wrestling. I probably should not watch Wrestlelicious at work Tuh. because all of the skits that they have look like the beginning of a porn. Yes, <laughs> like, really that, that is that is entirely factual. I was like, wow, this is like the one girl is going to walk down here when I'm watching this on my lunch break and. Slap you in the face. Uh, I don't think you can do that, but still. Uh, but yeah. So a weird thing. Uh, I just want to mention this real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. On the new episode of WrestleLicious, I was surprised that they still have Serena Deeb doing uh, those funny like skits as uh, Paige Webb. Oh jeez, yes. I love it. Kind of, it's good, but I mean, kind of weird that since she signed with WWE in that. Uh, but but Russell well, fans, she. Had, she signed a contract to where that they could air all of her stuff. Oh, they did? Oh, okay. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, I remember that stuff was filmed ages ago. A year and a half ago? Two years? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's I mean, she had though, hair. Yeah, she had hair. Even though, but it would be kind of weird to still air her stuff, and she's not going to have any more wrestling matches for them. But it, it's, it's it doesn't matter. They, they, I mean, she's, if you, if you realize it's the same person, that's free advertising for them. I, I would absolutely air it if, if I were them. Yeah, exactly. And, and Hell, of, they might even start mentioning it. Kind of, kind of like we were talking about TNA. Stop thinking about like we're purporting this as live event wrestling kind of sport deal. It's television episodic stuff, and I think Russellicious is the perfect example of we're not wrestling anymore. They have a laugh track, okay? Yeah. Um, yeah. T- TNA will be better served with a laugh track. Exactly. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, from the chat room, Riz learned that people on the iTunes comment boards are really dirty. Um, I, I don't they know are. what he's the talking about. Crazy there. iTunes I don't know. Well, I don't know. I hope some clean people can get up there and, and leave some iTunes comments for us guys. Uh, and also, please check us out, WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Uh, and of course, uh, our, our appearance over there at birdseyeview.com as well. Uh, you can, uh, follow us on the Twitters at Mayhem Show. Uh, you can, uh, give us a call at 412-206-WMS0. And of course, as usual, drop an email with your words to at wrestlingmayhemshow.com. I hit the button too many times. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, of course, <laughs> I want to thank our guest, uh, our, 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 uh, uh, staying on guest tonight, at least, uh, Chris Maverick. 
Hey, well, tell people what's coming up for you, what people should be checking out. Uh, people should be checking out uh, Cosmic Hellcats, which I was promoting on here the last time I was on the show. It's www.cosmichellcats.com. And my new photography website, uh, www.elseworld.com, um, which features some of my photography, some artwork by a friend of mine, and some hot pics of some models that I know. So check those out. Um, we're just launching that this week. Excellent. Excellent. Mad Mike, what's going on with you? Uh, well, if you want the whole live feed of my adventures at Comic-Con, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at MadMike4883. I will probably also attempt to do a blog about this at whitevanwithcandy.blogspot.com. Excellent. WrestleVan? Uh, and I'm at uh, at WrestleFan2000 on Twitter and TheWrestleFanRunner.wordpress.com. I actually posted a blog this week. Excellent. About uh, my uh, vacations in the bergiest of all bergs. I have to check that. I have not read it yet, but I will be on that. Uh, and, of course, you can check me, Sorgatron.com. Check out information for all these podcasts, SorgatronMedia.com. If you want to join us live in the chat room, like plenty of people have, there's been some fun going on in there. All night, real, real wrestle fan. Welcome to the show. Um, <laughs> if you want to be a guest host on the Mayhem Show, the chat room's let a start. <laughs> let us let us know it at goodtimesatwrestlingmayhemshow.com. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because real we're looking for fans. any we're looking for any excuse to get rid of wrestle fan. Yeah, real wrestle fan, call it to the show. <laughs> oh man, no, no, we so, can't have two wrestle fans on the show at the same confusing. time. I'll give you, yeah, Chris, Chris, thank you for for joining in on our on our uh, guest GM. Uh, concept. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we have a get Chris Maverick is the guest GM of Raw. That'd be awesome. Boom, oh. solved it. See, solved I should have just caused I should have just, you know, booked a match. Russell okay, there you go. Right now, Russell fan versus real Russell fan. That's what I want to see. I'll go and throw this out for, for <laughs> a former uh guest GM. Uh Hot Wheels says he you can see him at RWA Resurrection this weekend. I think it's RWALive.com if I remember. He so. will be the one being pushed at larger wrestlers. Huh. Yeah, I might make that happen. Um, <laughs> uh, but check us out next week. We gotta get out of here, Al. We got another show. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Wrestling Mayhem Show. Please subscribe to our iTunes streams and blog at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Email us at GoodTimes at WrestlingMayhemShow.com or call us with any comments at 412 206. WMS Zero. We love to hear from our fans, and who knows, maybe you'll make it onto the show. The Wrestling Mayhem Show was recorded live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in front of a live internet audience, and is a production of Sorgatron Media. You can be part of the show as we record live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on TalkShoe.com and Eastern.tv.